Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Topical Brainstorm. I'm Garrett Fox, here again with Christian Larson. Christian, what's up, man? Nothing much. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's kind of cool. We're using the video function now so we can see each other. Yeah. It's I'm, like we're together. I know. It, <laughs> yeah. It honestly kind of is, though. It's pretty cool. Technology, yeah. man. What would we do without it? We wouldn't have a podcast. That's for that's, sure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, I've had an interesting day today. <laughs> I, was at, I was at work today, and uh, we have this thing called the kill cart. Uh, which is just this cart full of stuff that we have to take and it has organisms in it that you have to kill before you get rid of it. And I was taking it over to the kill area and I was pushing it through the door and the the top, there was a a row of of glassware and then on top of that was more glassware and the glassware on top of the glassware just fell off and broke everywhere. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. And I just kind of stood there and looked at it for a second. And I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I knew what to do. But in a much more real sense, I had no idea. <laughs> so I was like, well. And then, so I called my boss or one of the guys that trains me and I was like, Hey, what do I do? And they ended up having to close off that, that doorway to the building. (laughs) (laughs) And so I cleaned up all the glass with my boss and then they came and like dumped bleach on, on everything. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was this mess and they pulled out, there's like a grate in that doorway and they pulled that out and they power washed it. <laughs> and wow. I was like, man, that's probably never happened since this place has been built. <laughs> it's quite an, quite an ordeal you was, put your boss through. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I want to say it was traumatizing, but it, you know, it wasn't. It was like, whatever. <laughs> Everyone I've, that talked to me after was like, ah, it happens. <laughs> huh. So I don't think it's ever happened in that area. Yeah. And it was like totally my thought my fault too. Like I saw I saw the stuff on top and was thinking, that could fall. I should be careful. And uh sure enough <laughs> it fell. <laughs> yeah. Well you'll you live and you'll learn. Yeah, it was a good learning experience for sure. And you you doesn't sound like you got fired, so now I have to fill out an accident report, I'm pretty sure, but <laughs> probably won't be my last one. <laughs> Does your work have a, a counter that's like this many days without incident? Uh, I think they keep track of it, but it's not on display for all the employees to see. No. And I think it's more of account of osha reportings this many days since an osha thing happened uh, makes and sense. i don't think that's osha i mean broken glassware come on i mean you cleaned it up right so yeah 
that happens in, that happened in my lab labs all the time at school people would just break stuff yeah drop stuff it sucks when it happens it sucks even more when it happens to you <laughs> i bet i have never worked at a job kind of like that I mean, working construction, you can break materials and and ruin materials and stuff, which is a bummer. But yeah, nothing biochemical stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily the stuff that was in that wasn't that big of a deal. It's just a small bacteria that's it's not even harmful to humans. So. So you didn't release the next pandemic on the world? Oh, definitely not. It's going to originate in Taylorsville, Utah and speculation. No, we're only a level <laughs> three lab. That's level four and five stuff. There's one level away. <laughs> Whatever that means. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> well, well, it was an interesting day at work, though, so... I regret nothing. Much more interesting than my day at work. I just sat right here at this desk working on spreadsheets as usual. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, news from the Larson household uh, Scarlett is 63 days pregnant right now, which is the exact average. That's like nine weeks. It's like nine months for humans. It's nine weeks for dogs. So she's like right there. So uh, we could be having puppies any day now. Could you imagine if kids were nine weeks? Just be pumping kids out all the time, man. (laughs) That would be that would be too too fast. Yeah. You just like grow out of a three bedroom house way too quickly (laughs) if you weren't careful (laughs) yeah you wouldn't have time to prepare for another kid yeah you'd just be like what (laughs) (laughs) another (laughs) (laughs) yeah well how are your goals this week okay overall i've still been reading every day i've still got a streak going there which feels really good and it's been feeling more habitual. Um, today was the exception because my routine was thrown out of whack because I had to drive Brendan to the airport really early in the morning. So I got back and then I slept in. So I didn't get up at six and I just got up at like 825 like I used to for work at 830. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I've been reading before work, so I had to read during my lunch break. But because I've been tracking it, I was motivated to keep my streak going. Or normally, I feel like I would have just, you know, let it slip for a day, and it wouldn't really matter that much. But yeah, um, so the tracking thing is helping. It's it's just a little bit of motivation too. And I think we're going to discuss that in this in this section of the book for sure. But that's going well. I have not been exercising very much. My knee is still hurting which I don't know why I ran maybe a total of 10 miles about two weeks ago over, you know, three or four different runs. And my right knee is still just bothering me. 
and I've been doing like stretches and, and Googling strength exercises for it, but it's still just uh, uncomfortable. So got to figure that out, but uh, maybe I just need some rest time. Also, I'm taking my next CPA test in less than a week now. So that's kind of had to be my focus anyway, kind of continuing to study as much as I can for that. So uh, exercise and health in general has not been great. Also had a lot of time with family this weekend, so didn't eat that well because, you know, you get together with people and there's always less healthy food and a lot of food. <laughs> that being said, I do feel like the, the time I have had, I have spent it pretty well. Uh, me and Kylie painted our downstairs bathroom this last weekend and got that whole thing done pretty quickly, which felt good. And been working in the yard and weeding. And I mean, there's a lot to do, but I feel like overall I spent my time well. I just haven't done much to develop my identity as a healthier person this week. So I've got to get back on the wagon. Yeah. And that's my report. Nice. <laughs> well done, sir. How about yeah. you? Well, Michaela's been making some really good food. She got this soup recipe, this cheesy potato soup. Oh, that is, there's yeah. no way that's healthy. <laughs> I ate like four bowls of it, man. It was so good. Oh, yeah, but you're, it's mostly dairy. Definitely not yeah. the best thing for you. Lots of fats. And oh, that's so my mom good. makes a really good cheesy potato soup. That's just, yeah, one of my favorites. But yeah. Um, Today we had cheesy potatoes, also <laughs> super good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm mean, I a theme here. I will say, <laughs> since I've gotten married, I've eaten way more vegetables than I probably have in my entire life. That's definitely good. on a month by month basis more more this month than any other month of my life. That's you, for sure. You've been married a little over a month now, A little right? over a month, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, Kylie has also, just her being around, I eat so many more vegetables than I used to. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, as far as my other habits, uh, well, I have done better at exercising this week than I have I let yesterday slip by, so I need to go today. So I will go down after this episode and right. lift some weights for a little bit. Uh, maybe bike for 10 minutes or so on the ellipt uh, the, not the elliptical, the stationary bike they have down there. So that'll be good. Um, I set some new goals this week, this last week. Yeah. I wanted to be in bed by 10.30 every night. And in order to do that, I've decided to start drinking tea at 10 o'clock every night as part of like a wind-down ritual. Nice. And that's been pretty enjoyable, honestly. I just have this apple cider tea. I've decided either tea or hot chocolate, so I'll do one of the two. And... It's been really nice, and it's getting to the point where I drink my tea, and then I'm just tired after, <laughs> which is great. That's kind of what I want. So, yeah. 
I've been doing that. I had one other. Uh, I've been. Up. Oh yes, I have a goal to cut down on my soda intake. So I've decided that I will allow myself one day of the weekend to drink soda, and Thursdays because I usually stay up Wednesday night and play basketball really late. So I'm really tired Thursday. So I've allowed myself Thursday and either Saturday or Sunday. I have it in there as Saturday in the app, and I can't really change that. So, but that's been going really well. I've, I've cut down a lot. I haven't drinking soda at work. I've switched to the light lemonade or water and the light lemonade tastes like it has no sugar in it (laughs) at all. It's just so sour and not that good. So I've been drinking a lot more water as well. Nice. So on so on those days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that you've marked in, in the Habit Share app, you didn't drink any soda. Not. That's nope. what constitutes a, a, a green day. All right. Yeah. Nice. I have drinking soda. I drank soda today because it's Thursday. Yeah. And I drank more than I should have. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to slowly cut it back on those days too, hopefully. Nice. So, but I got to start somewhere. Uh, yeah, that's been really good. I've been reading a lot. I've been reading instead of binge reading like I used to, I've just been reading a little bit every day, which is really nice. I feel like I'm retaining better. Yeah. That's good. You know, why read if you don't remember anything? So, yeah, (laughs) honestly. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing to say on the soda a f- uh, somewhat funny story. Kylie brought home these canned, it's canned water. So it looks like a soda can, but it's just it tastes like bottled water. <laughs> it's, it's literally, I say literally too much, I think, but I think it fits. It, it was one of the most disappointing experiences of my life. Cause you like crack open the can, you know, which is such a satisfying sound. Probably because yeah. my brain's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get soda. And then you take a sip and it, it tastes like nasty bottled water. <laughs> That's really funny. And I'm just like, oh, I do not want to drink this. It's just the least satisfying way to drink water, I've decided. So maybe if I drink enough of it, though, I'll stop feeling that way when I open a can of soda or see a can of real soda. And I could use that. I she only brought home like three cans though, so it's not gonna work. I'm not gonna go buy more, but <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Anyway. Well, cool. Sounds like you're making some good progress. Yeah, I'd say getting, so. Getting um a little more organized and scheduled out with your bedtime and, and whatnot. Yeah. That's some good uh, stuff. I still Sometimes I lay there for quite a while before I fall asleep, but it's getting easier to just get in bed and saw some logs, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's jump into the the section for today. This is the fourth and final rule of the book titled Make It Satisfying. 
And as we've discussed, the other rules, there's make it easy, make it, I can't even remember, make it obvious, make make it attractive. Yeah, I think make it obvious was first, attractive second, easy third, and then satisfying was the fourth. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I think you're right. And the one thing he emphasized at the start of this section in the first chapter is that those other three laws of make it easy, make it, why am I listing them again? I'm going to (laughs) forget. Make it obvious, make it. Make it attractive. Attractive. Those three were to help you perform that behavior today or right now. And then this law, make it satisfying, is a trick or a tip to increase the odds that you're going to perform that same action tomorrow or in the future. And he talks about, again, a lot of bad habits. There's immediate gratification and immediate reward for it. And that's why it's so addictive. But a lot of good habits, there's not that immediate reward and it's more delayed. So this rule, make it satisfying, He talks about the need to make good behaviors immediately satisfying. And he lays out some tactics um, to help, to help make the good behaviors you want to develop, the identity you want to develop more satisfying immediately. And that increases the odds of you repeating that behavior because of the satisfaction you feel. Yes. He also goes into the evolutionary reason behind why we as humans need that immediate satisfaction in order to form a habit. And that's because over the hundreds of thousands of years that our brain has been developing, we've kind of been in the same situation as animals where we're worried about the immediate future. We were worried about where our next meal was going to come from, where we were going to get our water And all we could think about was a few days ahead at most just to survive. And that's why our brain has evolved to where we crave these immediate rewards, this immediate satisfaction, this instant gratification, which I found interesting and it made a lot of sense to me. So if you can combine your ha- combine a habit with some instant gratification, you're way more likely to stick with that habit. And to go along with that, he explains how society today is we now live in a delayed return environment is the way he describes it where and that's a that's a pretty huge blessing, right? That we live in a society where you can work for two weeks and then get your paycheck, right? But you can you can know and feel secure that all the work you put in, those 80 hours or whatever, that you will be paid for it later, right? And that's, that's allowed us to build the society we live in as humans. Yeah, but, you're working for money instead of for food, which is... Yeah. And... Yeah, and even just, you know, the the basis of society is building little relationships, right? Where you share with people and you trust people. And the rewards for that a lot of times aren't immediate. They're delayed. But that's all. Those are really important building blocks of society. But 
our brains, as Garrett explained, are still wired to put emphasis on and crave those immediate rewards. Despite the obvious benefit of delayed gratification in and especially in in the world today. And one quote from the book that that I really liked, he talks about, he says, the cost of your good habits are the present and the cost of your bad habits are the future. So if you choose a bad habit right now, what you're giving up is a better future. And if you choose a good habit right now, you're giving up the present for a better future, which I really liked the way he put that. I liked that idea. And it, I definitely think it's true in almost every scenario where if you, if you decide to not spend money on something now, you're giving your future self more financial security. Or if you decide to exercise and eat healthy today, you're giving your future self better health. And if you decide to work in any capacity, if you put in the work today, you're giving your future self a better, more organized, happier life, right? And I think that's really important to remember and hard to remember when you feel like conserving energy and being lazy, like we talked about in the other episode. But um, I think that's a really important thing to remember. Uh, Yeah, that brings me to an announcement that I forgot about, actually. I have signed up for some summer classes at Slick. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to take an accounting class and a business law class. Business law. Yeah. These are prerequisites for an MBA. Okay. So I was told by the guy I talked to for the Weber State MBA advisor that if I take those classes at Slick, uh, he'll write them off of the uh, leveling courses that you'd have to take if you have a non-business degree. Okay. Which, in the long run, would save me. It's like two thousand dollars a class. There's three classes ultimately that I'm going to end up taking for nice. about eighteen hundred bucks for the three, and through them, you know, six thousand. So. You know, quite a bit. Yeah, uh, cool, dude. That's exciting. So, have you you've decided you are going to go for an MBA? Uh, that's the plan right now. I never like to hard commit to it, but <laughs> yeah. I've hard committed in that I am working towards it actively. Nice. So, I can't say a definite no, and I'm definitely leaning towards yes. You have never taken an accounting class, right? No, so I might be asking, and it's all online, so I'm probably going to have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so I might be asking you for some help. Great. I know. No. Tutor Christian. <laughs> <laughs> accounting gonna... is is weird at first, so yeah. it, takes, it takes a little while to kind of connect the dots of the whole the whole system but yeah i have to take accounting one and accounting two so i was just gonna take one this semester and then hopefully i like it enough and was good at it enough to take (laughs) accounting two so i'm sure you'll be able to figure it out 
Yeah. I think I was reading the Rate My Professor stuff. Most of the reviews for the professor just said that they use this WAC software that's hard to figure out. Hmm. And I was like, I got to stop saying like. I was thinking, well, I've been in college for a long time using WAC softwares, and I've been able to figure all those out, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Class starts next week, so. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Back to school. Should be good. So I'll probably have to form some habits around studying. Yep. Which will be good, but. (laughs) Yeah. Are you just going to take one class at a time, or are they both? No, so I'm taking two classes this summer. Okay. And then I'll take accounting two in the fall. Nice. And I'll probably start studying for the GRE and take that in the fall as well. Yeah. Just get ready for, you know, apply. Apply to MBA program. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. Sounds like a good life decision. At least not, I think so. uh, not a lazy life decision because I'm sure it'd be very easy for you right now to not go back to school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very it's easy. super tempting to just sit at home and watch TV when I get yeah. home every night. <laughs> yeah, well, cool, dude. Well, anyway, after you form these good habits... How do you stick with them every day? That is the title of the next chapter. How to stick with good habits every day. So, the biggest advice that James Clear gives is tracking your habits. And that allows you to stay on top of them. It allows you to stay motivated because you see the habit forming as it's forming. And I found that to be pretty helpful since we've started tracking our habits with the the habit app that we use. I'm not going to lie. I only remember when I see that you've completed a habit and it pops up on my phone and it's, it says, Christian, checked in with this habit. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, oh, crap, I got to upload mine too. <laughs> so. Well. A lot of those are me putting like red X's because I didn't do it, <laughs> but at least I'm filling it in. So yeah, uh, I do want to put in another plug for that app. For real, any listeners who want to, specifically family members or friends, I guess who know me and Garrett personally, but who want <laughs> us, feel free to. Uh, I would love to to just have more accountability with some of these habits, and I need to I need to build out a few more of my habits in that app. But it really is helpful. And the tracking is a form of that instant gratification because it does feel satisfying to have a streak going or to, you know, even just mark that I did this habit this day, like I accomplished this thing. And that, that as small as that is, that's a pretty satisfying thing to, to do, to track it, to see your progress, to see how consistent you're being. I think it's also eye-opening to realize how little you may be fulfilling or completing a habit you're trying to build. 
on on the other hand if if you don't do it enough um but it's been really great to track my habits and i definitely think there's a real good benefit to to habit tracking i agree it makes it a lot easier it is satisfying when you get that streak going gets you that instant that that little dopamine buzz you know yeah um one piece of advice that he gives in this chapter is he talks about how it's important to realize that no one's 100%, no one's perfect at their habits, uh, even habits that are really good that you want to keep. Occasionally you'll miss a day. His advice is to not miss two days in a row. And I find that pretty valid. On days I don't work out, it's a lot easier to go back the day after I didn't work out as opposed to the week after I didn't work out, you know? For sure. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think it's really good advice. And I think that's a trap that's easy to fall into, especially if you have the mindset of all or nothing, which is a very easy mindset to have. And you can miss a day. Or when you do miss a day with that mindset, you feel like a failure, which isn't good because it's not that big of a deal if you miss one day, but it's the way you respond to missing that one day of what's really going to determine how you develop as a person and if you can develop the identity that you want to develop. So I really like, yeah, he talks about starting a streak and tracking that, which is a good motivation builder. And a form of instant gratification. And then if you do miss a day, don't let yourself miss two days in a row. Both really good pieces of advice, I think. I agree as well. You also mentioned when you should versus when you shouldn't track habits. I kind of forgot what he said, though. Do you remember? I was about to say, I don't. I don't remember that part. (laughs) Yeah. He, let me see. (laughs) He said in his little chapter summary that he puts at the end of each chapter, he said, just because you can measure something doesn't mean it's the most important thing. So measuring something, quantifying something isn't always the most important thing. We'll have to come back to that section next episode. Uh, I think I found one quote that applies to that that I underlined in the book. Okay. He refers to Goodhart's law, which is when a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a good measure. So if if keeping your streak alive is your your only goal... I mean, I still don't think that's a terrible thing, but maybe that's not the best way to go about building your identity. Yeah, I don't, I'm like maybe you don't want to you don't want to weigh your whole identity as a healthy person on your streak because when you do have a bad day, it's gonna mess with your head. Maybe that's what yeah. he means. We're not we're not doing a very good job of explaining this, but <laughs> makes sense to me. All right, let's go with that. You got anything else to add? 
<laughs> no, I do not. All right. So the third chapter in the section is, again, the, the flip side of make it satisfying, which is to make it unsatisfying. And he talks about how having an accountability partner can be really important. And he uses the example of, and the idea of a habit contract. And this is, this, most of the examples he gives are breaking bad habits as opposed to building good ones with this one. But one good example is this guy who set an automatic tweet to go out at 6, 10 a.m., so he had to wake up, get out of bed, and cancel the tweet manually to prove that he was awake. And if he didn't do that by 6.10, a tweet would go out and it would say, I'm lazy, I'm still asleep. If you're the one of the first five people to comment on this post, I will Venmo you $5. So he's kind of setting a contract with all of his Twitter followers. And that is a good example of an instant punishment for a bad habit which is, you know, the flip side of trying to give yourself an instant gratification, an instant incentive for a good habit. But he would have to give up $25 for sleeping in, right? That would motivate me to get out of bed pretty quick. Yeah, $25 is a lot of money. (laughs) It's like an hour of time at at least. (laughs) It doesn't feel like a lot of money anymore because everything's so expensive. Yeah. But it's a lot. Yeah. And it, obviously, that's a bit of an extreme example, but if you have a close friend or a family member who you're accountable to, I think that goes a long way in breaking bad habits or building good ones. Another benefit of, of that app, right? The fact that we're tracking what we're doing and also sharing it with each other so I can see how Garrett's doing, he can see how I'm doing. And neither one of us have gotten after the other one for failing on a day, but but we could we could we could uh, verify with each other a little bit better if we wanted to. Yeah. Ir- irregardless. Sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just thinking the fact that we get on here and talk to everybody. Not that. Yeah. Not that. that everybody in the world. <laughs> I mean, the fact that everyone in the world could listen. <laughs> really changes things for me as well. It makes me think I should definitely try to be more on top of my habits uh, because I'm going to talk about them with everybody that wants yeah. to listen. There's definitely so, some accountability there for sure. Yeah. I The whole habit contract thing, I don't know. Everyone should just read this chapter for themselves and judge it. I thought it was kind of weird and a little over the top. However, I could see how it is motivating. Yeah. To some people. I think if you have a certain mindset and a certain personality, it would be really good for you. But I don't know if it would work very well for me. Yeah. I think maybe for, you know, a short term strategy. I think it's could be a good idea with certain things. If you're really in a rut and you're really trying to make it to the gym, you know, you you tell your buddy you'll give him five dollars if you don't meet some goal the next month or something like that, you know. Like that one time you paid me five dollars because you didn't train to run a mile really fast. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. 
If it's something like that, I can see the benefit to it. As a long-term strategy of really building an identity, I don't think I don't think it would usually work to really change who you are, right? Because you're just doing it out of obligation. At least that's how I think my brain would handle that after a month or so. Yeah. Well, even if you do something out of obligation, at least that means you're a person that is motivated by obligation. There's a lot of people that have obligations that just, you know, still suck. So flaky people. Yeah. Yeah, At least you're doing it right. So it's not all bad. Yeah. Yeah. Good point there. Of course there, you do run the risk of if that obligation goes away, you not doing it anymore, but hopefully you learn to just do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all there was to talk about. I think the there was one other idea that was in that was earlier on in this section. I don't quite remember which chapter, but he talked about when you are trying to reward yourself for a good habit, make sure that that reward lines up with the identity you're trying to build. Yes, I remember. <clears throat> which is, is somewhat common sense, but... Going back to Tanner's example of an, a bowl of ice cream, right? You don't want to motivate yourself to go to the gym. You, you don't want the reward to be a bowl of ice cream because that is conflicting, right? You're trying to be healthy, and then your reward is something unhealthy. So if you're really trying to become a healthy person, make sure the reward is in a line with that and find a reward that you do really enjoy, but make sure it's in a line with with the identity you're trying to build essentially. Yeah. He gave the example with being a healthy person and instead of, or yeah, sorry. If you want to be a healthy person and you're trying to stop eating out to become healthier, maybe instead of eating out every time you pass on that, you put that money that you would have spent and put it towards something to improve your body, such as a massage Mm-hmm. Yeah. because those two things line up and they're both they're good for for your body but he also said if you're trying to save money saving money for a massage probably isn't your best like those two goals don't align you know yeah so just be smart but reward yourself treat yourself yeah and i i think that it really is important um because it it really is true. I think every good habit, the reward comes later, right? And I think a big challenge is just connecting the good behavior with the reward in your brain because it's not super easy to tell when they're separated by days or weeks or months. So that's one I need to I need to think on better of good rewards because yeah, my default is like things I like to eat, right? But I'm trying to be more healthy, so I really do need to spend some time thinking of rewards that I'll actually enjoy and that don't conflict with being a healthy person. Yeah, I think that's pretty hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Literally everything I think of is is a bowl of ice cream. Uh, I just love candy. Ah. <laughs> uh. 
Candy and popcorn. You, how's your popcorn eating going at work? Dude, I think I passed on it twice this week. Nice. But today I walked in to break, and the whole machine was full of <laughs> fresh popcorn. <laughs> and it's your cheat day today anyway with it soda, was, so you might as well. It was delicious. <laughs> I had two <Yeah>. plates. <laughs> nice. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. See you next time.